name is Priscilla Mears, and welcome to my little space where I talk about finding beauty in a simplified life. Speaking as a mom, wife, and simply a believer in this 21st century, it is my goal to encourage you to seek the Lord's ways, and through that you will find unexplainable joy. In a world of constant messaging, I pray for us to grow in discernment so we are able to recognize His voice throughout the chaos of life. Let's dive in. Hey friend, welcome. Come and sit down or clean your kitchen or I don't know what you're doing at this time. It's uh, 7 p.m. and I made a 10 ounce coffee and I don't know if I should be drinking it, but I'm going to because my body is tired. But I have a message on my heart that has been sitting here for a few days, but I didn't feel the peace to record it. And it's so cool how God works because I was, I I knew what I wanted to kind of flow into, but I didn't feel like I could yet. And then our message on Sunday was like that final little piece that I felt like I I wanted to kind of close out today's um, podcast. So with that being said, kind of leading off of last episode of kind of simplifying your home and um, kind of my story of my simplified life. And for me, I wanted to kind of carry over what I was kind of talking about because I feel like it sounds very Pollyanna, very, um, oh, well, aren't you lucky? Aren't you blessed? Uh, You're a stay-at-home mom. Not everybody gets that opportunity, and I totally understand that. Um, But as a little bit more of a background on who I am and the struggles that I have really dealt with and how I'm at this point to give God the glory and being content in this position of my life, I think it deserves a uh, testimony. I think it deserves a podcast of being able to hopefully relate to you um, because if, if you guys know me and if you've known me for any amount of time, um, you know that I'm a very driven person. From a very young age, I um, figured out what I love to do in life very early at the age of like 15, 14. Um, I walked through a Votech in Oklahoma and I immediately knew that in walking through this graphic communications class that this was what I wanted to do. And from there, because I was homeschooled in high school, I was able to just kind of apply, jump in and hit the ground running and was able to really hone in on my desire to earn a degree in that um, vocation and also be able to kind of get my community college with my GE so that whenever I could transfer to a university that it was just kind of like a seamless transition to a bachelor's of graphic communications with a print media emphasis. I really love what I do and I am very thankful to say that even however many years later, so I'm 30 and at 15 I knew what I wanted to do that all throughout my life I have been using the skills that I have learned in that Votech and in college and kind of crazily I can say that everything that I use right now has because is because of the Votech and not college which I could go into a whole nother conversation 
but maybe that's for another time. But either way, I've been using the skills that and my passions and my calling to be able to do photography, graphic design, um, social media marketing. I mean, it's a very great skill to be able to do in this day and age, and it's only going to get better. Um, fast forward a couple of years, and um, I had my own in-house studio, then we moved to Texas, um, and then I had kids, and it was just trying to run photography, and all this other jazz was really crazy. Then I stumbled upon a direct sales opportunity, which I hated. I hated the thought of direct sales. It gave me, ugh, you know, whatever. But for me, I was like, I'm putting my foot down. I'm not going to be doing what everybody else does. I'm not going to direct inbox people. I, I love the product and I'm only going to share about how much I love the product and I'm not going to message people unless they message me first. And honestly, four years later, I can confidently say that I have held true to that and that I know that it's possible to run a business that is direct sales based, not necessarily, you know, MLM and, you know, pyramid triangle thing that that it is a real career and you can do it with tact and you can do it with keeping integrity to how you want to work your business. Anyways, why I did that was because I could utilize all the things that I did for other people, but for myself. And so that was giving me more freedom, being able to make my own schedule, etc., etc. But also it was a way that even though my husband was able to provide um, in, a, in a way that I could stay home, there was still this inner battle in myself and in my spirit of wanting to force creating a name for myself and building an empire and um, creating a brand because I'm good at it. If, I, if God's given me these um, skills and these abilities and um, a way to be able to provide income and to be able to create a career for myself, then why shouldn't I be able to do that? Now, I understand that this could go in two or three very distinct directions. And for me, I want to relate to you in the sense that I have gone down every single path trying to figure out what it is that God wants for my life and for what is what is God calling me to. Because you could go into, yeah, Priscilla, like why can't women, you know, stay at home moms have a career? Or we could go into, well, maybe you just need to, you know, raise your kids while they're little and then when you're older, you could have a career then. And then you can go into, well, what if I could build this career, make this empire, and then be able to bring my husband home and retire him, and then we could all live happily ever after in our home, and I could be the boss lady, okay? So there's all these different things that at one point or another in my life and in my heart and in my you know struggle against trying to figure out if it was my way or if it was God's way because I was confused or I was like, I'm gifted in these areas. And that sounds so, that sounds so bad and puffed up, but I'm just saying like, I know I'm good at certain things and I know that I totally stink at other things, but in a way I'm, I'm a very driven person. I know that if I put my mind to something that I am able to conquer it and that if God is for me, then I know that nothing can stop me. But 
I think in the end, just saying that right there, like my my business, it was it's amazing. It still is there today. Um, I've subtracted on working for other people and going freelance and being uh, contracted out to other you know brokerages and other small businesses. But for me, even now, I feel like nothing really took off or I had the peace, honestly. I never had the peace of something taking off because I've had several times where things got really busy really fast and I'm like, I don't actually, I think God gave me that so that I would know that I could not handle it in that season. And there's so much, <laughs> there's so much behind that. And that's just called life experience and the the trials and the fires and the things that God has put in my life for me to get to this point of surrendering to what God is wanting me to do in this season of my life. So if you're not a stay-at-home mom, please know that I am not I am not putting you down in one shape or another. It has been a lifelong struggle for me to stop working because I am so driven and I am so business mindset that it's hard for me to um, unplug from that kind of way of thinking and replug myself into my home. So it's a huge success for me personally to be able to be a stay-at-home mom and be content in that because it's taken a long time for me to be able to say that and whenever I say it I say it with pride because it has taken a lot of humility and breaking down and a lot of trials for me to get there so okay Priscilla how are you going to tie this in with the bible (laughs) because obviously yes I've gone through crazy ups and downs throughout my life of me wanting my way or the highway and I'm a very like stubborn person. I am a nine but I am a wing eight and that wing eight is very headstrong. But for me how I'm going to tie this into the Bible and when I was praying about um, the scripture that I wanted to pair with this, the Lord just kind of put on my heart the passage of the vine and the branches. So this is John 15, and I'm going to just start reading in verse 1. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While each branch that does not bear fruit, he prunes it so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I remain in you. Um, this is verse four. No branch, no branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Verse five. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and that withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love just as I have kept my Father's commands and remained in his love. I have told you this, that you may have joy in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. 
Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends, and if you do what I command, I will no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I have learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you may you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give to you. This is my command to love each other. And so I'm going to pause right there and just kind of say, whenever I was reading that and with my life story of how God has written it up into this point, and I think a, a root phrase that I think is commonly put into our culture, especially in women, and that could just because of my industry, of the beauty industry, is that you are enough. You are enough. You are worthy, you know, and for me, from a very, from the very first time that kind of started picking up traction in, in our culture, which I tried to Google and I think I can't remember their names, but it was like 2016 or 2018. And that just started really coming out into our culture. And I never, ever felt a piece about it. And I always was like, no, we are not. <laughs> we are not enough because only God is. And there's as much as I even tried to do in my business, it was never enough unless it was full of God. If God wanted it to succeed, it succeeded. And if it didn't, it just was thrown into the fire. It was, it was cast into the fire. It was trimmed off and it was um, of no more use in my life. It did not bear fruit for me. And so therefore I cut it off. And no matter how painful it was, or I felt like, you know, I was de- being deprived of some kind of a career or um, of being blessed with a huge honking team. <laughs> like it was for a reason. God is telling, was trying to tell me um, through four years of me just pushing my way that even if I pushed and pushed and pushed and was naturally given to do whatever, that if the Lord is not in it, it will not be prosperous. And so for me, the more that God has worked in my life, again, this is my personal calling. I am not dissing on anybody within my company because everybody's walk is different. This is for me and what God has put into my life. But I can say that we as a society, we as individuals, we as humans are not enough. Just like in verse four, it says, no branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. After reading that passage, it kind of led me to a little Google search of maybe some of those typical verses that you feel that people have twisted its meaning to represent that you are enough. And it's interesting because I even found like a whole blog post of verse after verse after verse reference that was about to remind you that you are enough. So 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is perfected in weakness. And therefore, I would rather boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I am well content with my weaknesses, with insults, with distresses, with persecutions, with difficulties for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Again, though, 
we can't twist that and say that I am enough. That verse, if you take it to the context that it is, is that we are not, we are not enough. Let's read another one. Psalms 138.8. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. And then 1 Corinthians 6.20. For you were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. And then end with 1 Peter 2.24. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness because by his wounds you have been healed and the word healed there can be made whole it can be translated to being made whole and we are only made whole he is the only one that can make us complete is him and so our pastor it was just kind of funny our pastor on sunday he, um, he ended the service with this. And I was like, that's so good that, you know, I was hesitant on finishing this podcast because I felt like I, I wanted to conclude it in a certain way, but I just didn't know. And he made this funny because we're also coming up on Valentine's. So he made this funny quote to the Jerry Maguire, like, you complete me thing, you know? And, and that's, that's so what our world says that, you know, things can complete us. You know, uh, when we scroll on social media, we see something of like, oh, that will make me happy. Or we put all of our, our focus into our significant other or our spouse or even our kids when we're not getting that. And the thing is, is that no one can complete us except for God. And so if you live your whole life not knowing him, you will never feel complete. And it brings me back to that last verse that I said. He bore himself our sins, our sins, in his body on the cross. By his wounds, we have been healed. We have been made complete. And so by him dying and three days later, raising from the dead, conquering death, like no one else in history has done. That was all part of God's significant plan in order for us to be able to be with him. And when we live with him and we are a part of that vine and we are his branches, like in verse 11, he says, and I have told you this so that you have my joy, my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. So we are only complete. We are made whole. We are healed by him. And so today, friends, I hope that you know him. And if you don't, Lord, I just pray that you will speak to them through the Holy Spirit and that they will come to know you. I'm going to close this out in prayer. Dear God, thank you so much for today. Thank you so much for our word and for us to be able to have that that love letter from you, that assurance and that peace that surpasses all of our man-made understanding. There is nothing like it in this world and especially in today's culture. Lord, I pray that people will be just drawn to you because you are the light in this very dark time. I feel like there has been a huge turn, a big page that has flipped over and that it is becoming more evident that the enemy is drawing to a final finale. And Lord, I know that in the end, you win. And I will be with you and that death 
has no sting and that I know that whatever's going on, you are sitting on the throne, that you are in control and I am at 100% peace knowing that I am yours. Lord, I pray for everyone who hears this message that they will come to know you and if they know you already, that they will open up their Bibles and they will read your letters and that you will speak to them and comfort them during these very hard times. with a family member or a friend, that we will be bold in doing that and point others to the hope that we have during these trying times.